Mabusa Walter Msimang was stationed and trained primarily in central Tanzania at Kongwa, an ANC military base in the 60s. He became a leading member of the MK High Command in 67, was MK's chief of communications during the Wanki campaign in 67-2 between July and September that year. He started his career as a volunteer at the Un United Nations Volunteer for Health and Refugee Programs in Zambia and then worked for the World Food Programme in Kenya. He was Care International's country director in Kenya and in charge of UNICEF's emergency programs in Ethiopia. Post-94, Msimang moved to Durban and worked as a business consultant. He was later appointed executive director for the South African Tourism Board. From 1997, he was the CEO of South African National Parks, oversaw transformation of the organization into a commercial entity. He's held the position of chief executive of KZN Tourism, non-executive director at Robben Island. He's worked at CETA as the... CEO there. Mavusom Simang was also appointed at some point in the Department of Home Affairs as the Director General. Now he spends a lot of his time, among other things, critiquing the party of his love. He is this evening our guest of honor as we do the last of the July Tuesday takeovers. ANC veteran Ndade Mavusom Simang, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Good evening, Samyazo. Uh, I'm delighted and very grateful that you've invited me to be a guest on your show. Um, we are delighted to, to participate. You've worked for multilateral organizations, UN no less. You've worked for business in the country. You have taught and studied in the United States, in the west coast of places, San Diego. Who goes there? And you have come home and served the people. Your life has come full circle. You really have served the nation. Your thoughts on your political career as you wind down your activities, shall we say? Wow. Thank you very much. I can see that you have really been trailing me. <laughs> yeah, I left South Africa uh, as a member of MK. Uh, at shortly after the African National Congress and other organizations were banned. Um, that led to the formation of MK and to the recruitment of young people to go, some of them to study abroad. In fact, I was in the batch that was to study abroad because I had been at Fort Hare and we had organized a very uh, effective boycott of uh, a visit to Fort Hare. That's a good university, Great university. Sorry? That's a great university you went to, I agree. Uh, sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I, I don't know. don't know if somebody... No, I'm speaking to you and I'm saying I agree with you. The University of Forte was a great institution. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. And, you know, what was happening was that uh, they were tribalizing it and Matanzima had been appointed as a chancellor. And uh, we organized a massive boycott of his visit there precisely because we didn't want such an institution to, to be chickened like that. This is the time when there was forming Ongoye and uh, Teflop and so on. Anyway, mm. I, I left. Um, I was one of the people who, were, who played um, a role in, uh, in, in organizing this boycott. So... We left uh, because we were going to be arrested by the police, I think, the very following day, uh, if we hadn't done so. And indeed, when we were en route out to Johannesburg, we got information that uh, 
our hostels, our rooms in the hostels had been had been raided. Um, I, I stayed uh, in Johannesburg for a short time uh, under, in an underground place in East... Uh, 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 where was I now? I think we... I went to Fenny. And we stayed for about um, six weeks while they were arranging the way out. We did get uh, on our way out... Uh, uh, together with a group of other people, we all met there. And uh, we crossed the border into Botswana in Zilast, <laughs> uh, not uh, at, at, at an official crossing point. As a home affairs person now, I would have been very upset with what I did at the time. <laughs> but we <laughs> we got into Lobati and on to, to Francistown. I had originally intended to go to university and the thinking at the time was that uh, we would go to Cuba, which was a very popular place with uh, Fidel Castro having uh, put the Americans to flight in um, uh, Cuban Missile uh, Crisis at the the Bay of Peaks, yes, that's right. But when our leaders were were arrested in Rivonia on June 11, 1963, I was in Francistown, I requested that I be given the opportunity to go and study at a university that was a lot more practical for me, the military university. <laughs> so I, I mm. joined MK and uh, cut a long story short, really, we were in Russia for about a year, trained in everything to do with guerrilla warfare, everything. I mean, from a pistol to a bazooka to a light, light machine guns and so on. And explosives and, and all of those things. We came back from there and went to Tanzania and we were ready to come home. And uh, we didn't think that we would stay longer than six months at most uh, before we undertook our journey back to South Africa. No one bought suitcases or things like that. It's just, just these kinds of sports bags, you know, with strings at the top where you were going to put your bullets and um, items of dried food and so on. But uh, as they say, um, uh, history told um, the rest, it, things things turned out differently. Six months turned out to be uh, two years, three years, and uh, it wasn't as easy to come back as it was mm. it had been to go out. Mind you, you're talking about uh, living a camp in Tanzania through uh, Zambia, uh, through uh, Rhodesia, Zimbabwe was then called Rhodesia, um, or in through Mozambique, which was under Portuguese control, or you, would, you wouldn't put your foot in uh, Namibia, which was still called Southwest Africa, and Angola was a little mm-hmm. too far at the time, also under the Portuguese. So coming, making your way back here could only really be realized through a slow process of infiltration, but there were many of us who had gone out, and people did become impatient, and they really did not like the idea of staying in camps and not coming back to challenge the enemy, which they had left the country to prepare for. And uh, some people deserted and uh, went to places like Kenya. Others stayed the cause, and eventually, around 1967, uh, there was what later came to be known as the Wanki Operation, 
Um, then I was uh, in the high command of MK in charge of communication. We worked with uh, people from ZAPU, Zimbabwe African People's Union, who had their own uh, army called ZIPRA. And uh, we, we got involved there. Uh, after Wanki, there was, in 1968, Sipolilo, um, again, uh, the incursion was uh, better prepared than the earlier one. But, uh, but all I can say, uh, and people will have to believe me, that people gave a really good account of themselves. Uh, all I can say is, in the first encounter with the Rhodesian African Rifles, the leader of the group, I think a certain Captain Smith, Lieutenant Smith, was shot dead. His deputy, Dimitia, was shot dead. So you don't quite get terrorists running away uh, when they shoot the leader and deputy leader of the uh, of the sure, enemy sure. troops. Yeah. So Sipolilo uh, happened, but in time I went back to Zambia, and I was uh, I was appointed. Just giving the highlights, uh, uh, a secretary to Oliver Tambo. And when the famous Morogoro conference that is talked about, we were experiencing as the ANC very serious problems, a crisis almost similar to this one, except that there was no corruption there. So it's just a question of how do you get back to South Africa? You've been out since 1960. The uh, other 62, and it's 67, 68, 69. Guys, we've got to go back for a limo, uh, of Mozambique and, uh, and and all the others were beginning to go back. And these are the people that we'd been with in the camps uh, and, and they were living and it was becoming really, really awkward. Um, so uh, Morogoro Conference was a conference that was called by Oliver Tambo, invited all people who could attend who were in exile ANC and not ANC, the educationists, the others said, let's sit together and talk about the struggle uh, to to win South Africa to freedom and so on. So that's that. Um, I was uh, the secretary to him. That's the greatest privilege I can say I've ever had in my life to work for a person who was not just highly intelligent, but who was the humblest person that I've come across. It's you know, taken out Oh, absolutely. You know, in my life, uh, when I worked uh, back in South Africa, whether it was home affairs or anything... Dr. Simon, can you I, hear me? Yeah, okay, sorry. Yes, I can hear you. I'm saying, please just hold the thought. We will have to take an ad break now. We'll return with the balance of the narration after the break. SAFM, leading the conversation. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Call Songez or now 0891 And it would be great if you dialed 0891 104207 and have a conversation very briefly with Ndadem Simang, he is with us for another five or so minutes in conversation with me before he continues his takeover as he conducts the show with a guest of his choice, Dr. Tandeka Kunena, founder and owner of the House of Hemp. So give us a call, short, precise, to the point. The rules are the same. They haven't changed and will never change. Please, your voice 
notes are especially important to us. Keep them coming. Let's take it from the Morogoro Conference of May 1969 when Oliver Tambo called for how the exiles, if you will, and those who went specifically for military training underground were to return to the country. We did miss out on each other there. And just while we're at it, Tadim Simang, just please do listen out for my voice when I start talking. Um, just give me a chance to say what I have to say so that we can make sure we don't miss our cues in terms of time. Otherwise, from Morogoro Conference, then what? Please continue. You are the secretary to Dato Tambo. Yes, in time, uh, I begin to... Um uh, resume my academic career. Uh, I studied at the University of Zambia and uh, on to the other places that you mentioned, uh, uh, the State International University and so on. I worked for a number of uh, uh, United, United Nations organizations, the World Food Program, UNICEF, uh, worked for international NGOs, CARE, uh, was Canada. Yes, I had a family, and in the meantime, We'd relocated the children and my wife to uh, Canada. Uh, and I always had the opportunity to work in Africa. So I was the representative of uh, the World University Service uh, of Canada in Ethiopia at a time when there was a huge famine. And for the first time, the world got to know uh, that people were, were, were dying on uh, mass because of uh, starvation. Somehow, Haile Selassie had not been quite keen to advertise uh, the problem. The, the, I, I, I worked also in Kenya in development uh, uh, on development programs. But all the while I was doing this, uh, I was doing uh, work for the African National Congress, coordinated at a certain level by uh, the people who were involved with um, uh, implications. Uh, so so I come back to South Africa uh, in 1993, and I, I decided to agree that I, I acquired some experience working in public service management. So I successively um, became a CEO of uh, South African Tourism, which was called Sato at the time then of the national parks, and then of the state IT agency, CETA. And uh, for my things, I also became a PG of uh, the Department of Home Affairs. Um, I left. I have not taken any um, official position in the party. When I left, uh, um, I, 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 when, I, when I finished at uh, Home Affairs, I worked for the Tambo Foundation on, at a, on a top, part-time basis. Um, but things were beginning to be a little difficult in the country uh, in terms of uh, the leadership of the ANC and uh, the problems of corruption that were creeping in. We were soon going to, we were soon to be introduced to the Kuptas, etc. And we tried, we being the older people, which we were then, Try to engage our leadership to say, guys, let's, uh, let's handle things a little differently. Um, uh, but it was clear that uh, this really was not uh, resonating very well with the people. There was no violent objections to it. But one of the things, for instance, was that we said, like Tambo did in 1969, why don't we have a national uh, 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 consultative conference 
to discuss the problems that were, in, that were emerging in the ANC. It's unfortunate that that was not acceded to. And so people went on to have elections in Nasdaq, and there were appointments, and Cyril Ramaphosa won, and not only defeated Nkosazana Zuma, and, uh, and there was a hope that uh, the, the people would come together and try to work for the renewal of the organization. It didn't really quite work out like that. Maybe in, in, in theory people can talk about it, but what we are all seeing now is really indicative of a deterioration. As stalwarts, as older people, we had said um, we are worried about some of the people on the list uh, that were heading to, to Parliament, and we made a strong appeal that people who were tainted should not, in the interest of the image of the organization, they should not be allowed to proceed to Parliament and represent us in institutions like that, or to um, take up a position in government, or to be members of the National Executive Committee, uh, because sooner or later we're going to be in serious trouble, and, and so on. So uh, sure. it, it, it's, that's really, uh, in a nutshell, a very tight nutshell, the history of my going out and coming back. That's a very tight nutshell indeed, and we do appreciate for those who want to participate, and there are, I understand from our producers, please do give us a call on 0891-104-207. We are in conversation with ANC veteran Ndate Mavusom Simang, who has just given us, in his words, a tight nutshell of his political career and even gave us a teaser on his thoughts in relation to what is going on at party level, for sure. You want to participate, you know what to do. After this, we go to Mike in Newlands. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.7 FM in Cape Town. Mike Newlands, good evening. Thanks for calling. Uh, it's a pleasure, Zangeza, and I'm really actually regret calling in a way because I could listen to your guest all night. I mean, there's so much history uh, with this gentleman that, um, yeah, it's just fascinating. And I hope one day it's going to appear in a book because it's a book I'd love to read. Uh, But, yeah, so many questions, so little time. But I think, in a sense, he's answered Mm. my question. And that is South Africa today. uh, He's just gone. He's done so much to get the country to where it was. And now we seem to be uh, so far down the road uh, of, of just collapse. Our country is in serious, serious trouble. We took an IMF loan today. Uh, we shouldn't be where we are. And I don't, the gentleman deserves better. We all deserve better. That's my question is this. Does he see any hope for us as a country? I listen to SAFM callers on a daily basis, and it doesn't matter the color of your skin. We are all extremely worried and very concerned about where we are as a country. And uh, does he see us ever coming out of this, or is the ANC forever doomed to repeat the mistakes of of its past, its recent past? Fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. I appreciate that call. Short, precise, to the point. Let's play a voice note as well for your consideration, Datum Simang, before then you can reply. Okay. I just want to know the experience of your guests when traveling to other African countries. Was he or they were being treated badly or they were treated okay with other Africans? Because we know that at that time 
mostly it was uh, those countries were also ruled by white people so according to african to african how was the experience towards the south african men and the, the other africans thank you we have another caller as well please listen out for Subusiso in newcastle dadem simang Subusiso, good evening uh good evening how are you well sir how, how are you your thoughts please yes well Simang, can you hear me yes Yes, I can I hear just, you. I, I just like Mike, I just want to say, please, uh, thank you very much. It was, It is very informative. The information that you guys are giving us, very, very um, worthwhile. I have one question, though. Please, Baum uh, Samano, we vote for the ANC with our eyes. You know, Siakala and the Lord, we're going to elections next year. We're still going to vote ANC, but, you know, we have a huge part. But now I have one question. Why doesn't the ANC just abandon this tendering system? You can see that it corrupts everybody, you know. Anybody who goes in there because of this tendering system, they get corrupted, not because they are bad people as such. Just abandon the tendering system and that's it, please. That's my question, thank you. Good points. Mike wants to know the future of the ANC and that of the country in particular, because that's where his heart really lies more than the ANC. He's since abandoned ship. He's a member of the DA now. Your experience in Africa, Babun Simang, the thoughts on that, especially in the times where you were a young man and handsome, as well as Usiso's point, is the current procurement system effective for the country? Why don't we just abandon ship and go to ordinary commercial transactions? Your thoughts? Very hard questions. <laughs> Very, very hard questions. I'll try. The time is very limited. Believe you me, I think many people have despaired of the ANC uh, ever coming, uh, writing its ways. I, I want to tell you that I haven't. I do think that a, a way needs to be found. The ANC has a really strong tradition, a strong history. We've had two Nobel Prize winners. Uh, we steered the country in difficult times. We didn't win this country in battle. It was a combination of battle and negotiations. Uh, all of that took a, a, a expertise, experience, and, and commitment. What would need to be done, and don't ask me how it's going to be done, is to flush out the, out of the system, to crack the system of people who are not worthy of the value they Obviously, easier said than done. Truth is that there are very many, and I mean, you've got to believe me, very many good people in the ANC, but they are submerged uh, below the layers of some uh, of, of the top layers, which uh, which do consist of uh, people who have uh, vested personal interests and so on. A, a, little, a little background to this is that it was very easy in the past to, it was, it, it, to become a member of the ANC. There were no complications about that because you were willing to make a sacrifice and other things. After 1994, when the ANC won power, those rules of uh, joining the ANC were not changed. That allowed the infiltration into the organization of very many people who really had no interest in liberation, but in the opportunities that they would get by uh, being in association with this. 
it, it can be done. It's going to be difficult. We, 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 we hope that civil society can also stand up and say, it's our money that is being used or abused or stolen, and, 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 and call the ANC as government to, to accountability, to, to account. But this answer to this question links uh, with uh, the, the gentleman from, from, from Newcastle and Kosovo to buy. But just to take that, the tenders, there is nothing wrong with the tendering system. It happens across the world. It is being abused. If it was managed properly, I tell you, when I was uh, working for the South African National Parks, we tendered, we would get documents uh, and, and put them in the bank and uh, invite people afterwards who would participate in this. And there was just no way anybody would interfere with a tender. It was structured in such a way that if you wanted to, to breach it, it would be very obvious that uh, uh, it would be very difficult to do that. So, so nothing wrong with the tendering system. It's just the, it's just the thing. Travel in Africa... It depends. We were very well received in Africa. Uh, we were visitors. We were <laughs> we didn't going to settle. I don't know whether this relates to um, uh, the problems that we have here sometimes with people coming from Africa. ANC, all I can say is people must understand that the ANC would not have won the struggle if it had not been for the support of the international community, not least African countries who said Africa as a continent will never be free until South Africa is free. So we need to find a way of managing this uncontrolled influx of people here. But I always feel very sorry when we fight each other in the manner that we do. Fantastic. I think I want to have to ask you that we leave it there for now because as discussed we want you to take over and until 21 hours it is all your show Dadema Vusumsimang a veteran who's just given us snippets of a very colorful history both of him and that of the ANC and in many parts of that of the country after this break you will be in conversation with Dr. Tambeka Kunene founder and owner of House of Hemp that conversation until nine